1: the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleina.
2: I want to invite you to listen to uh, my show, The Power of Water, Environmental Changes, and Your Health. I'm Sharon Kleina. Many of you wonder why uh, the power of water, what is so important about listening to that on Radio Talk. Well, I'm going to tell you something that I have learned. I have been the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and for over 30 years I found myself studying the dehydration of health. There's something in our classroom that you need to learn. I found and proved without a doubt that the moment you were born, You entered in the air you breathe from a pocket of water, and you lost that water, and you began a process to live to pass on. Dehydration, water loss, every moment of the day is a water loss. Now, where did you choose to live? Or I should say, which delivery room were you born at? Where did your life take you? You're made up of 50 trillion cells. Now, kind of picture in your mind. You're a walking little sponge of all those 50 trillions of little dots in your mind and water bubbles. You're a sponge. I'm a sponge. Now, what can we do to learn together to be proactive to take better care of ourselves? You know, we just had this national health care uh, did we spend millions and millions and millions of dollars to decide what, that you didn't know how to take care of yourself so the, na- the government will learn to take care of you for you? So they will make sure that you're being a little more proactive, and I think it's time that we all got together and learned we can take care of ourselves. We can learn to stop and uh, think, breathe, and uh, be disciplined as uh, people on this earth, now, to be proactive means you're going to learn how to take better care of yourself. If there's an alarm button that goes off in your head that maybe you shouldn't be doing something for you personally, that is your your discipline. That's your freedom. That's your choice. You can think, be proactive to take better care of yourself because who would get out more from it than you? Now, those 50 little trillion cells that you're walking around with Called and a dehydration means the air is getting drier and drier and drier. What is more, what can be more dry than anywhere on the globe than indoor conditions with insulated windows and walls, forced air heating and cooling, the chemicals in your fabrics, the artificial lighting? What, I mean, it's a pit. You're up against a challenge that it wasn't your choice. Many times through our lives we were directed by others making decisions what was best for us, what was going to save the earth, what was going to save money, and more. Sometimes it was at the expense of human life and the dehydration effects of each body. Now let's learn more about this. Around the world we've learned there's a water crisis. Around the world we've been learning there's a health crisis. Now we've got to decide in the classroom with our guests each week, what are we going to learn to be better, have better health, the knowledge? Pretend like you're on a research project with this uh, show. And every time you come to listen, try to comprehend this is a classroom, this is your research project, what can you learn to be more proactive and have a better health? That would be your footprint to leave behind for others to learn from. It's exciting. It is fun. But it is serious. And it is a crisis. Dry air is causing blindness, because what is a blindness to the eye? Why are you wearing glasses? Why are you having an eye depletion? The air is drier. You do not have enough moisture, water in the eyes. Why is the skin getting drier? Not enough moisture in the air. Are you drinking 8 to 10 glasses of water a day? You should be. Water crisis? Oh, my gosh, what would we do if there's not enough water? I think that is how serious this is, the issues of water, all over the world. It's not just in one country, it's every country of the world. Today we have a lot of excitement, and I, I really enjoy introducing to you these our, our guests, and they're all very special. And as you've noticed each week, they're always so different with a different message. But today we have A Day Tutu E. Joe Shea. She has a background. She is author of a book called Computer Usage Can Be a Serious Health Risk. I'm going to tell you the world it is a health risk. And that's one of those things like insulated windows and walls. I think we're we got to learn how to use those computers and stay healthy. We're going to learn a lot from her. Our second guest is Mary Ann Hitt. Mary Ann is a background is a deputy campaign director for Beyond Coal Campaign. She's with the Sierra Club, and uh, it's a Sierra Club topic. And we're going to learn more about what they're thinking about the coal campaign. We're going to listen to our sponsor of this show, Biologic Aqua Research. is specializes in only water, a technology of water to use for different purposes to carry around at your fingertips. One of them is Nature's Tears I Miss. Not an eyedrop, no burning, no blurring, an all-natural method to moisturize the eye because of dry air. Well, listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with A Day Tutu.
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon at Yahoo.com. Now back to the program. AJ. AD.
2: Yes, please. I want to thank you for joining us today. So Thank you for having me on your show. Okay, can I get you to speak just a smidge and louder? Because I know that you're all the way over there in New Jersey, and I'm sitting here in Oregon. I noticed in your uh, experiences here, because we're going to be discussing today the lessons you learned the hard way. Mm -hmm. Your health was affected because of the computer use. And it says here for many years you worked in an an IT group, a financial sector, diluted by the general belief that computer environment was relatively harmless. Isn't that interesting when we uh, go to use equipment or we drive a car? We really depend upon the car to be in working order. And when you're sitting in your office or you're sitting in front of a a, a a government-regulated piece of equipment called a computer, that they definitely have uh, researched that this was not going to cause health problems. What did you learn, uh, and and you are now dedicated to teaching people about the harm that you found to personal health and computers?
4: Yes, and to assist people in identifying, managing, minimize, and understanding how to treat these issues, you know, so that they would not be misdiagnosed when they go to their doctor's And doctors, too, can use the information to identify those issues that their patients present that could be as a result of the computer using. Okay, now you just mentioned that individuals
2: listening to the show and individuals reading your book are going to learn the description of some of the symptoms or signals that there could be a symptom uh, that they're sitting at a computer too too much. They need to learn those symptoms when they're talking to their doctor.
4: Yes, because the thing is, issues that the body, the way the body is created, it has some certain ways in which it presents things that are wrong with it. So when an unnatural thing happens, like computer use issues, because computer, the computer user environment is not natural to our way of existence. No, because it is not. not you
2: think to sitting at a computer all day is not nature to your life. No, it is not. You're
4: right. Yeah, because we are not made to look directly at a source of light. Right. In the so old, in
2: the, in the old days, a day two two is they 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 would say, well, we used to sit at typewriters. Oh, we used to sit at a desk using a pencil, but this is different. This is all. This is like you became a, uh, a you became a, 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 a robot to the computer.
4: Let me try and put it this way: when you are t- when when you are actually reading, it's different from when you see pixels on the computer. Mm-hmm. The thing is that we are. That's why there's a reason why human beings we are called ourselves the human computer. Just as the computer has a script in it, and it's cast in stone, and it can only go and operate within what is written in that script. So is the human body. So anything that comes so natural to it, like a software, like um, uh, let's, let's look at the body. Let, let's, let's just look at the body itself. The body is made up, like you said, of trillions of cells. Each of those cells is like a big ERP system. If you don't know anything about, computer you are right. A it very is. big ERP system with like a hundred million software in it. And, and the other thing, it, a, a, a day two two, is the hmm. fact that when you're born,
2: there are no two eyes alike, there are no skins on the complexion alike, and no two fingerprints alike. Everybody is affected differently. Sitting there,
4: yeah, because you are because we are all. There's a script there 's a script there, and when some of those um, some of the software are like system wide some are department wide in the way they operate, so it is so complex that it can you know it can, it can be fixed there is no way if something is wrong with it, it can be fixed so God, in his mercy, has made the human body to be self repairing, and there is a repair kit for everything that is wrong, so all a doctor can actually really do for you is to identify the self-repair kit and then provide everything. Now, and I, the I, I'm going to back you up. I, I'm going to back you up. The doctor can only uh, understand what? He can only identify the self-repair kit. No one can fix the body. It's too complex. So no one even understands it. So what you can do is, pre- it's like when you have like an operation or you take medicine, when you take medicine, It is the body itself that will either use that medicine and do what it needs to do to fix itself or reject it or create more confusion if it does not recognize it. If the script does not agree with what you have put in it to repair it because it's not just that you must have calcium, but calcium, the way which the calcium um, should be naturally is different from some of the ways they present themselves. If you have done something to eat in the lab or you've done something that is GMO or the other. So that is why sometimes
5: now when, when you're
2: sitting at a computer, now mm-hmm. let's go back to your, relation, your, your experiences that harmed your health. And by the way, mm-hmm. it is going to be, Every government throughout the whole wide world and in our country of America, the government will be providing health benefits to all of these disabilities of people who cannot use a computer. Mm There will be some people who are going to be diagnosed, they cannot use a computer. Carpal tunnel, their eyes, exhaustion, stress-related, they cannot use it. Now, and, and can you imagine how expensive that is going to be? Now, uh, when you had your experiences and, uh, and and symptoms, what were
4: your symptoms? Oh, my symptoms were so many. There were so many. I can't even start there. I can only tell well, you. let start with one. What I was tell one you with you one.
2: Finally, What was the one you finally decided you were sitting at a computer too much? Um,
4: it, it, It's not exactly as if it was like, oh, I'm sitting at the computer too much. Okay. Because what happens is that, if you use the computer, a lot of people find that they are tired when using the computer. Now let's just have, understand the dehydration of
2: tired. T- because tired means a dehydration signal. Which it means lo- loss of moisture level. No, not it also water. means that. Now when you ions, are tired, when you were tired, did you get, uh, did your, uh, did your eyes get blurry? Uh, did you kind of feel like you kind of like uh, drowsy? Your eyelids kept blinking more. What was your
4: symptom of, of tired? No, that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to identify some a few things. When you are tired and you have been using the computer, that is your eye on most likely is down because what happens is the stress that comes from the from you looking at that light screen, right? And the pixels get overburdens The stress management system in the body, the Mm -hmm. neuro—that's why I was trying to break it down because I will have to start talking about like neuro. Okay,
2: let's go. Okay, I'm trying to help our audience understand Uh what you're
4: explaining.
2: So, okay, go on then with the rest of it. Uh
4: So, what happens is the body has a self, a, a stress management system. All that we are internally is light. The body is a container of light, just like every other thing in existence, like the Lord said, he made it. And so when, and and that is light in a particular kind of way that is scripted in us, all those electromagnetic fields, the light our body recognizes is the sunlight. The light from the computer is not a full, it doesn't have all the fields, so it doesn't recognize it as light. So just that's something that is strange. So when you are standing in front of the computer, there is our fiscal senses is like is is like our antivirus that tells us there's something strange and we feel pain and we feel all kinds of things and that is a signal to tell us should I allow this software to come in with all the hardware? And when you stand there working, that says yes. So unlike when you are out in the sun, that your eyes is is programmed to eliminate some things, some radiation and all, with the computer, I can't. So okay, now let me F- say something there. When you're
2: mm-hmm. outdoors, which we're mm-hmm. thinking here with our research here, is that when you go outdoor, that's nature. The nature of life mm-hmm. outdoors in your nature. Every living thing on earth is nature. Mm-hmm. We're not a walking robot. Mm-hmm. But your thinking is that when you're in front of a computer, we all know that is not nature. It's like indoors, man created to save money insulation, windows and walls and forced air heating and cooling to save money. Mm-hmm. And that isn't nature to life to live. That's why we have all these horrible off the chart symptoms. It's too dry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: So when so you're, you're like- sitting
2: in front of a computer and there's always indoors where it's already dry, is you're finding your symptoms now when you you became tar- tired tired, what were some of other your other symptoms when you
4: become tired later you can find your eye your sight i mean blurry eyes you can have dry eyes, and because we, the, our, our eyes don't recognize that computers as light the light there you blink less you blink sixty six percent less when you're on the computer. There's research and information concerning that there is actually my book has about over 100 citations of scientific research to back all this and yeah, but what about dry eye
2: the, because i'm yes. going to say with my research um, i did quite a project on that with dry yes. eye we're going to listen to our sponsor a day 22 and we're going to be mm-hmm. back in a minute we're going to talk about the eyes okay okay we're going to listen to our sponsor which you can use in front of every computer as you're driving on airline travel, but especially in the computers, use Nature's Tears Eye Mist to naturally moisturize your eyes. No burning, no blurring, no dripping, no saline, just a natural method of su- supporting, giving your eyes a supplement of moisture. Well, listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with AJ Tutu.
1: You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
3: Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: AD22, uh, when we yeah. took our moment there, we were discussing dry eye. Now, you need to know I have been in the field of studying that for over a decade. And, uh, and dry air and uh, dry skin caused by dry air and not enough moisture. And what I'm concerned about in my research, and you probably are in yours, um, is the uh, lack of research that has happened before they launched a computer, number one. Uh, number two is the effect on health, but also what is affecting the eyes. And when we discuss dry eye, what it means is the eyes are not getting enough all-natural water, not the eye drop. That's a chemistry, not a saline. That's a formulation that's not nature. In fact, when we taste our perspiration and we taste a salt, that's toxin coming out of the body. When a person is sitting there staring and their arms and their body and all are engrossed in staring and concentrating in that focus of concentration, to the computer, and it does take a lot of concentration. The eyes are literally staring at the computer. What did you find what happened to your eyes? Can you tell us? Did it affect your eyes?
4: Yes. And I would, I will say it this way. The eyes are the camera that the brain uses to see. So it's actually your brain that you used to see. The eyes are the camera. So, what if happened? Now you just your...
2: said something. Let me explain no. that. What I uh, and correct me if I didn't hear it right. You said okay. the eyes are uh, the is are the message from the uh, from the brain.
0: Yeah.
4: W- what I'm saying is that we see with the eyes, but the mechanism behind that seeing is from the brain. It is. Did you know that yes. in the womb so, of your
2: mother mm-hmm. when you were. Con- begin it began to form your organs, that the brain and the eyes connect at the moment together,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and that the brain is 80% water. Mm-hmm. And then the moment you were born, the eyelid opened, your eyes are open. It's the only organ of your body. If the eyelid isn't closed, it's exposed to the air that's so dry. And it's going to have a, a, a very, it's, it hasn't been enough research, but it should be. We're going to do more. Our our mm-hmm. center is that moisture level of the brain behind the eyes has been overlooked.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, go on. You're you you are right. Yes,
4: yes, because the, the because all that moisture and everything is the, has to be perfect. The way it is written for the the flow of light. It's written. It, it's it's called the neurotransmitter and everything. Yes. It's all as it is in the script. And so, and if you know that elect, um, light. Absorbs a lot of water. That's why when you are in the sun, you, feel you are right. Because, and this is light, but your eyes, but your brain it doesn't even really recognize it anyway as light. It's like a strange thing. So it can't really react to it the way it would react well,
2: to it. Can I, from I say something for a minute? It's like the electrolytic of a shock attack, uh, from a, pardon me, from a, um, electro, uh, being electrocuted. Is that when you touch if, 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 if the weather if there's a, uh, if a the lightning it touches you, you will be electrocuted You could touch a light socket uh, a socket, and be electrocuted your your water that 's why you get electrocuted what is what you 're saying is what should be researched further is that the brain if is, is not has a difficult time with the eyes touching light uh, at all times and they 're having to uh, c- communicate, but if it's sitting and staring at a at a computer with that light all day long, it's tricking the brain. The brain is having to be on overload.
4: Yeah, it's even on overload because the information, the way the information flows in from the computer is not the way that information flows through naturally. Yeah, we need the more hat. research on that, yes, yes. yes. And that's why, like, I... Yeah. I have to crack open my window even in winter. Oh, good for you. You know, to feel okay, because if you don't, you need the fresh air, because you are made to be outdoors in the fresh air, receiving replenishment of our neurotransmitters and stuff. But and you're, not you're being bringing vegetal. in, when you're
2: opening your window,
4: you're letting some moisture get into a yes. very dry pit. Yes, because, uh-huh. you know, you, know you, need, you need to replenish, because all this light you are talking about is from the sun, the moon, the stars, the That's celestial, so the nature. terrestrial yeah, yeah it's that's the way it is made to be mm-hmm. so when it is when when you, when you violate that rule, you run into problems well, what what you we, do if you
2: violate the nature of your own nature of your uh, health, you're taking a chance that you're not sure if you're going to be affected by what you're doing because it, you, you are a product of nature. And you need to always have, be living in the nature of this earth. And this is why my show is so important to me, AD22. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I started this show many years ago, and a lot of people thought, you know, why are you doing the power of water? Well, look how important all of this water, this moisture. And by the way, water is water. It isn't juice and water. It isn't milk and water. It isn't soda and sugar and water. It's not taking a bath and tea and water. It's water,
4: isn't it, ad 2 Water is water. Right? And then to even, to, even, to even emphasize that more, one of the Simple things that really helped a lot, apart from having to go out and be outside, is that I would lie down and and, um, either towel or um, cotton, cotton ball, you put it in water and then you put that on your eye. Close your eyes, put that one on each eye or the towel on each eye and lie down for about 30 minutes. You try and do that like if you feel that you have dry eyes. Because you need, like you said, you need that water to be replenished. And in my case, nothing worked. That's the thing with um, um, the computer-related issues. You have to do all these things through things in in that are naturally occurring. That's the repair. Now I'm going to ask you, um, and I know the audience is
2: probably thinking, are you still using a computer at all for yourself personally? Oh, yes. But yeah. now I've learned. That's why my book is, is titled Lessons so you're, and you Learned, learned you the Hard learned Way. Proactive. You were learning how to be, uh, think ahead for your health. Uh, once you started noticing that the computer was affecting your health, that you learned no. <laughs> how
4: to think ahead before you got, uh, got serious. Yes. That's be- no, it got very serious. I had to be. That's what I'm trying to say. For eight mm-hmm. months, nobody knew. What was wrong? I thought I was dying, and I really was dying. It's not that I thought I was dying because there were now, so many things
2: wrong. When you thought you were dying um, because the symptoms were not understood, you be- it were- the symptoms were you
4: eating correctly? Yeah, and now, I, before, I'd always been a healthy eater, but okay. there's a particular way you have to eat because you have to replenish those things that have been depleted so fast. When you are on the computer, and do you believe we- that research will prove that when you're sitting at a computer,
2: commonly you're going to deplete your nutrients, your body is going to be on overload, and you're not going to have enough nutritional ben- uh, nutrition?
4: Yes, because to keep your, up with all of that uh, yeah, robotics. Your, your neurotransmitters. Once your neurotransmitters I, I believe that research made Once your GABA goes fact. down yeah. once your GABA goes down, everything else goes down. That's a yeah. fundamental uh, neurotransmitter that keeps your brain and your body calm. Mm -hmm. It is what prevents the others from firing anyhow. Your serotonin will go down. You can end up with something that looks like depression. But all you need to do is to now try and put those things back because no medicine can make your brain produce neurotransmitters. It must be in the condition that it was meant to be. All that that's why depression, um well vaccine and all it yeah, has all the side effects God. because yeah. all it does is that it just recycles what is already there. Mm-hmm. So and then it will create depletions in all other places. And so you have all those extra side effects and things that are going on. And that is also why if you say, Oh I took GABA oh and now it's no longer work. It is not it is not as if it fixed anything. All it did is that because you have GABA in your liver, in your digestive system, and all, and that can be that can be replenished from the GABA in in Can you, in, well, I, food. let's understand what you just said. The the uh, the GABA.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: What, what is that? GABA is a neurotransmitter. Neurotransmitters. How are do you spell? How do you spell that? Chemical neuro. N e u r o t r a n s M I T T E R S. Okay. Neurotransmitters. They're okay.
2: Chemical neurotransmitters. Liquid. Then, go yes. on, because this they is the the unbelievable information to, to study.
4: Yes, neurotransmitters determine how we behave. Everything in us, whether we can move around or whatever we do. So it's our because own personal natural neuro neural transmitter. They are electrical the fields. Like I said, everything in us is light. It's just light in something. And like, uh, just as the scripture, I, it will take a long time to go into all of that, so I'm just trying to cut, cut across and try and, um, right. You're doing a and good make it job as simple it. As, as, I, as I can. You're getting enough enough to learn. Cells yeah. cells cannot speak to each other and do not know what they do. Like the scripture tells us that the body is dead. It is the neurotransmitters that speak to the cells. As we are walking around and doing everything, words are being spoken in us by the various transmitters telling the cells, do this, do that, work with this enzyme, um, you know, become this, become that, you know, so I would move around and breathe. Now, have you (laughs)
5: and your your book,
4: did did you study
2: by the chance, uh, let's say a person is sitting at a computer all day
4: Mm
5: -hmm.
2: and uh, maybe they even want to do it at night? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the difference between um, <clears throat>
4: a big-screen computer and sitting at a BlackBerry? Oh, the BlackBerry is smaller. The smaller the screen, the more difficult it is for the eyes because, you see, naturally, our the size smaller the screen, is not the more difficult, the more difficult, the difficult the eyes for the eyes to to come, because, because yes, we're we we supposed to be outside and the screen is very big. Okay, now let's go into
2: <laughs> texting.
1: So uh, okay, your when eyes. you're
2: texting constantly and your body and your uh, fingers are doing all of this, texting and the mo- motion and the electrolytic side of motioning, uh, uh, the carpet, t- I mean, it is absolutely, I watch these people, they could walk into a pole and probably not feel it because they're texting all day.
4: Yes. What but did Julie, you learn about, about concentrating. texting? No, because you're concentrating, you're concentrating so much. And one thing people don't understand is that the effect of all these light issues and forcing our eyes to do what is not supposed to do naturally mm-hmm takes a long time to fully manifest so you can go to bed in the morning you feel okay because I was involved in extensive computer use for over 25 years before mm-hmm. the final breakdown came
5: mm-hmm.
4: when I when I had what could be called um, the computer burnout, I thought it was because I was trying to meet a client's deadline. And so walking around the clock, no. Now, but I'm going to you, you, your background was the financial sector.
2: Now, that did that mean you had to sit there and stare at those little numbers? Like and numbers?
4: Yeah, and yeah. I am an IT, I'm an IT person. That is yeah. the person who works with computer. Yeah. So I've, DBA work, working with Oracle, you know, the Oracle ERP systems, PeopleSoft, and also I was an IT auditor, and I've also been an accountant, too. So all those things are are functions that make you sit at the computer for a long time because you're trying to meet deadlines. Right. Because there are all those deadlines that you're trying to meet. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm so excited about
2: having you on today because my
4: research developed
2: many years ago on to understanding the dehydration of the body and the symptoms that go with that. And I truly believe that research going on, and we put millions of dollars behind this in our company, is to learn more just about exactly what you're saying. These symptoms are all because of dehydration of those cells. No two people are identically the same. And what you're explaining about what happened, and this, this was something that became on you, and you didn't notice it because there was no warning signals about what it was. Yes, yeah, there was no. And then the when you, you know, it's kind it, of like a disease of any kind: a, a, a cancer yeah. or rheumatoid arthritis or understand. heart disease or ulcers or you name it. I don't care how simple, even if it's just a headache. And headache means a dehydration. Um, we can dehydrate ourselves to absolutely stress overload to death. And I proved with my research, stress will kill you. And you mentioned it today because of the brain. Now, we only have about a minute and a half left. How would you oh. like to close today? I would like everybody to, to, to look for your book, Computer
4: Usage Can Be a Serious Health Risk. No, that is not the title of the book. That now, what is, is, is the it? title of a blog. The title of the book is Lessons I Learned
2: the Hard Way. Lesson, the name of the book is Lessons I Learned, Learned the, Hard the Hard Way. Hard
4: Way. Yeah. Yes. And, and it has a sub yeah the subtitle is how to identify minimize treat and manage computer related health conditions it will tell you your how book those will things develop a life <laughs> Yeah because it Save tells life. you how, the, how everything develops it goes through your eyes your brain all the minerals your melatonin your everything and tells you how those things develop and provide solutions and also tells you one thing don't try and self diagnose Now, ADA22, what country are you from? Nigeria. Nigeria? hmm Okay.
2: Now, uh, uh, and repeat your book again, because I'm very serious about this audience. Uh, this is a serious research project. Yes. Yeah, Learn more about your own health as you sit at a computer. Now, what was the name of the title again? Lessons
4: I Learned the Hard Way. You can, I can give you two websites. You can go to Amazon.com and find it. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you can go to two websites that may be easy for you to. It's called, one is called foodsthathealdaily.com. Foodsthathealdaily.com. Com. And then the other one is called Computer Age Health Risk. Those four words. Computer, computer age, age Health, health Risk. HealthRisk.com. Health Okay, you know because that would give you a lot of information you can t- and then it take you to take it to the book web website you know okay well, I am so sorry,
2: our time is over, but you yeah. are absolutely a life potential saver uh what happened to you is that maybe a higher pa- uh power of God to say to the world that your experiences are now being uh, a mission to the rest of the world to learn. That's what is, I wrote you my book. And books. if you <laughs> want to be on this show again, I know we couldn't get it all in today. Yes. that would be another side of it and you could teach us more. And I'm saying yes. to the audience, D- learn to research, learn to study. Don't just think it out. Go study. You've got an opportunity here because if somebody did some research p- for us. You have a nice day. You, too. And I I'm want to thank you for what you're doing, again. and you keep that up. Yeah, thank you. Okay, you have a nice day. Bye. You, too. Bye. I've been serious about the Eyes audience for a long, long, long time. It started years ago when I learned that the indoor conditions are very dry because of insulated windows and walls. It's too dry. And she mentioned opening the window. It is vital. Don't worry. If it's, if you've got to spend a little bit of money to have fresh air, to have oxygen, nitrogen, Ox- and, and if it's out moisture in the air, you won't lift. All those symptoms will be out of control. Our next guest is Mary Ann Hitt, and we're going to listen to our sponsor, and Nature's Here's Eye Mist, the natural method of moisturizing the eye because of dry air, just at your fingertips, without eye drops, without saline solution, and not even a drip, just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Mary Ann Hitt.
3: All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
5: Marianne, are you with us? I am. It's a pleasure to be
2: here. Well, thank you for being here. Um, um, let's hear a little bit about your background, about who you are and uh, how you got to what you're doing today. right, how you
5: got there? Absolutely. Well, I am currently working for the Sierra Club as the deputy director of our Beyond Coal campaign, <clears throat> which is uh, working to move the nation beyond coal. And uh, we've had a lot of success on that front, which I'm happy to talk to you more about. But we're really tackling the problems associated with the full life cycle of coal from the mining to the burning to the disposal of the toxic waste that's created when you burn coal to create electricity, and coal is currently providing about 42% of the electricity in this country, so it's something that everyone is connected to and everyone is affected by. <clears throat> now Previous to that, I worked for about six years for a grassroots organization called Appalachian Voices, and my primary focus of my work there was trying to stop mountaintop removal coal mining, which is a form of coal mining they're doing in Appalachia and West Virginia and Kentucky, Virginia, and Tennessee, where they're actually blowing up entire mountains to get the seams of coal that lie beneath the surface. So uh, I grew up in East Tennessee and have a long-time passion for these issues. Okay. Uh, Now, and because you have been
2: at that passion, I'm sure your research that you've done um, can help us today because this is like a classroom to research. Uh, when you began studying way back in time, how long ago was it that you started understanding the, uh, the study of coal mining? When did, the, when did they decide that mining for coal was going to be a, a, a benefit to society?
5: Well, we've been mining coal in this country for over 100 years. Uh, first, starting in Appalachia, but now we mine it in Appalachia, in the Midwest, in the Rocky Mountain West. Um, and and I personally invented, got really involved in the issues around 2002. Okay, when they invented
2: that um, concept of say to mine uh, the coal mine, do the coal mining, and they decided it could be a benefit. Um, did they use it only for um, what did they use it for originally?
5: Originally, coal was used for home heating. A lot of people had coal furnaces in their houses back okay. in our grandparents' day, um, okay. and for heating stores now, did, and uh, was businesses. Was there a
2: concern for health during the days of the coal for burning purposes?
5: Absolutely. There was then and there is now. I mean, we're still burning coal, lots of it today to produce electricity, but when it was in the early part of the 20th century, there were a lot of very obvious health problems caused by burning coal because you could see it in the air all around you. Now the problems are just as serious, but they're, they're not quite so obvious to see. Okay. Now, when you came
2: along and you were studying all this time, um, the goal behind your campaign, and you call it uh, the coal campaign is uh, what, what would replace the coal? Let's say your campaign eventually is able to achieve no more coal mining. What would be the alternative for our society? Did you, I'm sure you've studied that.
5: Yes, we have lots of alternatives. We have uh, lots of commercial wind potential here in the United States, lots so of that is a solar potential. potential.
2: Okay. Now when we think about, the, I think you're thinking about the, little, the windmills, Mhm yeah and um that's potentially what would happen let's say there is no coal mining if like, let's say in 2012 there is known to be any more coal mining what would they do to be able to have an alternative in time fast enough for people to still be able to, uh, uh, their society, to still be here, to to do what they need to do.
5: Well, it's unlikely that we would stop burning and mining coal that quickly, considering the vast infrastructure we have around this country. But if we were to significantly scale back our use of coal immediately, the obvious and, and currently immediate replacement is natural gas, because it is also readily available, and we've got a lot of natural gas plants around this country that are, now, what has
2: your research been, Mary Ann, on, on natural gas, uh, uh, also uh, getting the natural gas, uh, bringing it out of the ground? What is your thinking on that?
5: Well, it obviously is uh, another fossil fuel. It's a lot less polluting than coal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are impacts when you get it out of the ground but it has far fewer uh, global warming pollution impacts. And, uh, you know, that's not to say it, it does not have any impacts. It definitely does, but it's less polluting than coal. But ultimately, switching to tr- clean energy to wind and solar is the direction we think our, our country should be headed. Something I've
2: got to ask you, have you, uh, your team, uh, studied, let's say, for example, and I thought about this, and it may it sound a little wild, but I've been in research for 30 years on nature of life on Earth and the dehydration of that Earth uh, connected to the universe. Uh, can we learn enough? No, as you and I both know, it, it's impossible. It'll go on for thousands of years. When you, when we would decide to use a lot of wind, uh, solar, I, I mean, wind mills, what if the weather changes and there's not enough ability for those to be cycling? What, Because what, you know, our our nature of our earth has its cycle changes because it's an organism, earth. Uh, and it has its changes. It has. It's got to always going to have a change forever because it's well, an Well,
5: Yes. I, one thing we can say for sure is that if we continue burning coal, our weather is definitely going to change. And, and what it's did already you learn changed.
2: about that so our audience can learn that
5: one. Well, coal is, believe it or not, I think a lot of people think of coal and they think of Tiny Tim and they think of shoveling it into furnaces back in the Victorian <laughs> age, but. Actually, it's our single largest source of electricity in this country today, and it's our single largest source of global warming pollution. Now, where and could they go to find that to to prove those results? Well, uh, sierraclub.org slash coal has quite a bit of information, but any of the great climate researchers from James Hansen to the Intergovernmental okay. Panel on Climate Change will confirm that. Okay, yeah, but where could they go? Because I really like the show to be like a classroom. Absolutely. Well, we've got links to those resources at sierraclub.org okay. slash coal. Okay,
2: okay. Okay. And some of the people
5: you just mentioned, what were their names? James Hansen. He is one of the foremost climate researchers in the United States. He works for NASA, Mm -hmm. um, and he's done quite a bit of research on uh, on the causes of global warming, and he firmly believes that if we don't move beyond coal, that we are not going to be able to avoid a climate crisis.
2: Now, did you find in your research, all of you, that that isn't the
5: only thing that is causing it? It's clearly not, but it's the, the single biggest source is burning coal for electricity. The other big source is uh cars and trucks. Okay, um, automobiles. And, yep, and the waste of energy from from our buildings. So but <clears throat> those coal fired power plants are the And when you're saying waste from the buildings, what does that mean in description? Well many of our buildings, homes, factories uh, are very inefficient and so a lot of the electricity that we bring in to heat and cool them and mm-hmm. light them up. Um, is wasted, and we could have okay. a lot more efficient appliances, and more efficient heating and cooling, better insulation. What do and you think about solar? Uh, I think solar to... is a great future alternative. It's definitely going to take a little longer to get to the scale where it's affordable and it's readily available on a wide on a wide scale. But I think it's one of the great promising technologies of the future. I mean, there are, mm-hmm. there's enough solar potential just in small parts of our southwestern desert to power this entire country. There's enough wind potential offshore uh, of this continent to power our whole country. So it's not that we lack the alternatives. It's that we so far have lacked. But so you have will. studied those in case
2: the Earth decides. Because, as you know, we've had uh, United Nations on here, heads of NASA, uh, geological surveys from all over and they all have a different outlook on it. And uh, I'm a believer that uh, the study should go on that Earth is an organism of life, and we all, from the moment you're born, you change, and every day is a change. And the difference between night and day on the Earth is there, and um, we have been changing. I remember uh, Mary Ann, when I was young, uh, we used to get a lot of snow in the winter, and we don't get that anymore, but it'll come back again, because I remembered my grandparents saying, oh, and we used to have it this way, we used to have it. And then my great-grandmother, who was in her 90s, remembered when she was a child how different it was, and then it came back again. It takes a cycle. Mm-hmm. Are you a believer, believer in the cycle, or do you believe really that uh, the ecosystem of our method of living on this earth is what's causing the earth to have uh, climate change?
5: Well, I believe there are natural cycles. I think what we're in danger of right now is putting those cycles out of balance, not just for a few decades, but literally for thousands of years. And just one Mm -hmm. quick example, in uh, Russia and in Asia, uh, there's a huge amount of permafrost, which is permanently frozen ground that's been permanently frozen for tens of thousands of years. It's full of methane, which is many times more powerful of of a form of global warming pollution than CO2. If once that permafrost starts to melt, which has already started to happen, all that methane starts to be released. That methane goes up into the atmosphere. Explain it to it our audience what warming. Methane
2: is. Would you for me? Because you know, a lot of times we take it for granted that everybody will understand what we're saying. Sure, we-
5: methane is a is a a gas that is. A, it's. A, I don't know the exact chemical formula. I apologize, but it's uh not too many molecules away from, from CO2, and it's a naturally occurring gas just like carbon dioxide or oxygen that comes from natural processes of decaying. Um, okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question here, and I know that many of the people that
2: listen to this show are very, very um, intelligent people. They're very educating, educated people, um, uh, are most people wouldn't find this show fascinating if they weren't that type of person. Um, when, let's say the volcanoes that erupted through the, the many thousands and millions of years and they had this certain, um, chemical that was in the air and left in the soils and, um, let's say we've had a, an eruption of whatever in an area, like parts of our country here in America, there's certain chemicals coming out of the ground that, they're finding over in Hawaii and different places that they had no idea what it was doing to damage individuals' health. That nature was causing, not man. Nature.
5: What have you been learning on that research? Um, well, you know that is not my area of expertise. Oh, I mean, okay. There definitely are natural disturbances there have been throughout the history of this planet, and uh-huh. the planet has been good at adjusting to them. I think ultimately, what we're talking about, even now, when if you we said cause the planet as used to
2: as good at adjusting. Uh, help me with that research. Uh, so the planet is, is, uh, can adjust
4: to it
5: yeah you listed several examples from the okay. volcanoes to the extinctions of the dinosaurs what the question is are we is it going to be a planet that we would want to inhabit or okay. in the, we is it going to be a planet um if the disturbances that we are causing as human beings are going to make this a place where the seasons are dramatically altered. We have huge water shortages, we have huge droughts in places that have never had them before for so decades, you think, upon decades and decades i I' going so. to ask you for research purposes.
2: you believe uh with your campaign that you're learning that uh, man is causing uh, these huge water sh- shortages. Pardon? Marianne? Yes. Uh, did uh, In your research, you're uh, proving or been studying that man is causing all this and that man is causing these water sor- shortages because of the pollution in the air?
5: It's, for uh, research purposes. That's absolutely. The world scientific opinion is very okay. firm that human beings are are the leading cause of global warming, and it's happening at an accelerating pace. Okay, because you know my research is the water. I mm-hmm. I've
2: been studying water. If I found it to be a crisis many years mm-hmm. ago, and and I found, for example, uh, in parts of the world that they were not thinking that when the rains are not coming down. That the rains, uh, there won't be any water into the
5: aquifers.
2: Mm-hmm. But well, we only have a minute left, and what would you like to leave the research of uh, for our audience to learn? What's what's the research that you would like uh, to do study? Just a couple
5: more, a couple more huge impacts of coal mining or coal on water are the impacts from the mining and the impacts of the disposal of the toxic waste that's left over after you burn the coal. They're dumping. Literally tens of thousands of tons of heavy metals into our water supply. Now we
2: have no more time, but <laughs> I was
5: wondering, uh, where would they go to study with you? Uh,
2: sierraclub.org slash coal, C-O-A-L. Okay. We would love to have them visit. Okay, and they can study with you.
5: Absolutely. Okay, well,
2: Marianne, I want to thank you for your time and your mission.
5: It was a pleasure to be with you.
2: Okay, thank you. You have a nice
5: day. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Well, audience, I think we need to learn as you study. And uh, this is a research project, this show. It gives you an opportunity to learn uh, more about what you want to learn, uh, about what is happening to the, uh, the earth you're living on. At the end of each show, I always say uh, earth has a secret. But remember the secret she just mentioned of how we're living on the earth. and But the earth adjusts also to many things that are happening on the earth, uh, whether it's good or bad. Doesn't mean we can go. We should take a chance and not being proactive. I'm a believer with Mary Ann. I'm a believer with A. J. Tutu, that uh, on the computer as we're we're having a lot of things put in front of us in our lives that we don't always have choices, but we can learn to be more proactive and concerning of our health. I'd like you to know that on this planet, when you're dehydrating from the moment you were born, think about it every day. When you go to bed, you're going to get a good night's sleep. That's for free. Do everything you have to do to learn to get a good night's sleep. Drink 8 to 10 glasses of water. We have a flu problem going on. A, 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 lots of viruses going on here that you need to be concerning us. Earth has a secret, and you're learning it. Embrace your life. Be proactive. Every, light, every moment is special. Earth is whispering to you, though. Earth is whispering. Never say goodbye. Leave your footprint. Learn to take care of yourself. I want to thank you for your listening, and be well.